people's business, but with a loving heart. And let's jump in. And let's jump in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. And I just wanted to do a quick intro and a hello and a welcome to all the new listeners who have come over to Marketing Your Business, a podcast. Um, I'm just so grateful for you to be here. I'm grateful for my podcast family, as always. Um, thank you for all that you do by listening. I can see them in my analytics. Thanks, guys. So this week on the podcast, we have another guest. And if you haven't heard the previous episode, with Dr. Vivid, go ahead and head back and listen to that. Um, but I've just been very intentional about getting guests who are in alignment with where I am and the direction we've taken the podcast. So this week we have kicking it with Key Kiana Cole. She's a mindfulness and self care educator. And we just chop it up, honey. We just talk and just be in alignment and be in flow. And so I think you guys are going to get so much out of this. Um, We talk about one of my favorite things, which is journaling and um, how she utilizes journaling in her life and what took her on her journey. So please check it out. Make sure to follow her and all the things that she's doing and make sure to leave a a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, That's how we get noticed that's how we get known and spread the word and then also also um make sure that you are tagging us um as you're listening send send us a story a hashtag something um marketing your business and on instagram you can tag me at i am marquita g and yeah let's jump right in back to Marquita in your business the podcast all things transition and growth and we are back for another episode and this time I have a special guest again are you guys proud we got guests again yes (laughs) so with me I have kicking it with key Kiana Cole here welcome to the podcast thank you (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for you to join me so I actually discovered you on TikTok (laughs) that's so crazy yes you came up on my for you page um you were doing your journaling challenge this month and so I was just so grateful because I do it too so I was like oh my god somebody like me and yours are so bomb I've been watching the videos I'm like oh man this is fancy like I just have a little (laughs) notebook and I just (laughs) it's okay it's okay as long as you're doing it 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 doesn't matter how you're doing it um but I was just like so impressed I was like oh my god somebody like me and so me I'm always down to share resources and I just feel like it's easier for me to have a conversation than to just tell people like face to face so if me and you have a conversation people can kind of understand the importance of how like it changed both of our lives and I'm just interested to hear your story because I don't know it like I literally just met you on social media and I was like nah come on my podcast you seem like my people (laughs) (laughs) I love that so um just tell us about yourself and how you got started yeah oh wow what a loaded question I love (laughs) it I love the question because I get to like you know talk about this crazy journey so my name is Kiana Cole most people call me Key and I started kicking with Key um first as a YouTube channel actually so 
it's up you know if y'all want to go check it out absolutely you know i haven't been back on there in a little while but the old videos still hit hard <laughs> so i started out on there and i taught i was talking about my journey as a teacher as a black woman and just like the more i learned about self-care i was like everybody needs to know this right and it was before self-care had really gotten popular popular it was on its way but a lot of people still not practicing it so the more i talked about it the more i realized people really wanted to hear what i had to say they were suggesting topics and i was just like wow okay and i was teaching full-time um in the public school system in dc and i just I, noticed what I, did, I didn't know that you were, you're from dc no i'm not actually from dc but yeah. i've been living here since 2012 because i went to howard mm -hmm. and i just stuck around are you here no i'm actually oh. from anacostia i live in For Atlanta real? Now. i am always <laughs> over there skating <laughs> i used to skate over there as a child oh, oh wow God. well listen let me know when you coming to town <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm here. I, well, I ain't going to tell you where I live on the mic. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't do that. People be proud of you. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was teaching in D.C. Um, and I actually went to Howard to get my degree in elementary education. So when I chose to do that, I knew. Like, I was one of those people that knew exactly what they wanted to do. Went to school for it and did it soon as I graduated. Mm -hmm. So as I was teaching, I started to notice what my kids also needed. And so I started to couple what I knew about, you know, self-care with what I was learning about children. And then before I knew it, I was in there meditating with my kids. And um, over time, I just continued to work on content, started an Instagram, started a Facebook. The, like over time, I was just adding on things. Uh, TikTok is my newest, of course, because it's, you know, it just kind of popped off recently. But um I decided when the pandemic first started to go full time because I was already leading workshops and talking to people about mindfulness and self-care and I was already doing the work but I said it's time for me to officially transition into being full time and what really sparked it was my third year of teaching um, I actually lost a sibling and um, that grief really pushed me to, to ask myself what do I need because that it was just so hard, um, still is, but I have more coping strategies now. And so um, when I when that happened and I was out on bereavement leave, I actually didn't get treated that very well when I came back to work. And it made me think, wow, how many teachers and students have to endure negativity in the public school system or in the system period? And how can I be a support? Because kids need school and they need teachers. So how can I make sure that teachers are well and kids are well? But then also I was already working with a group of black women. So I was like, how can I? So I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna fuse all this together. And it really spurred into a full-time business, Kicking It With Key, where I help people cut the noise and get closer to purpose through mindfulness, self-care and community care. Because we can't, we can't do mindfulness and self-care without community care, because we can't leave our people hanging. We just need, we need to make sure everybody gets this. And so that's what I do. Um, I, I lead a lot of workshops. Um, I have a workshop called Pack Light that's specifically geared towards women of color and helping them put down some of the things that they're carrying. And then how does journaling come into play? It's actually one of the biggest, probably like the anchor thing that I do for myself. 
and it helped me to do a lot of things on okay, my before, journey. Before you could jump into this, you you going through, you speed through all my questions. I need to for real. Up. Let me stop, girl, because I'll talk. Listen, you said yeah. what, what, my, what is my journey? I can tell you everything. <laughs> no, it's cool. So I wanted to back up because it's a lot of points that we intersect. So I just wanted to back up. So. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about a moment of your grief for, and I apologize for your loss for your sibling. Um, that's something that sparked my journey as well. So um, my godchildren's mother, she just passed away suddenly. Mm-hmm. And I n- never would have thought that I would have to step into that role. Like when somebody said, oh yeah, yeah can you be my godparent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she just- It's real. Said, it's real and so I was living um in LA at the time and she had recently just got married I had just recently met her husband so I had no idea and these weren't his children mm-hmm. so I'm like what am I gonna do like like she really trusted me with her kids like now I, what, you know it was this thing so that happened that same year so that was February of I can't think of the year, but February of that time. And then my cousin got murdered in D.C. Wow. Um, by her um, child's father, um, Marlboro Plaza, um, that July. So two deaths, same year. Back to back. In the middle of me, I was already in a transition from leaving D.C. to L.A. So I was in the middle of that and then toppled with that. So what are some things that helped you or are, are helping you get through this grief? Yeah. Um, and I love that you said like get through it rather than get over it because Mm-mm. it's not like it's not something you get over. Um, somebody used this analogy one time and I don't know where I heard it because I want to give them credit because it really was beautiful. Like, but if you think about a box and you put your grief in a box or whatever, and or it's like a I, the, let's say the, the the box is on the outside and then the, the grief is like a ball and it's inside the box. And the ball is always there, but over time, the ball gets smaller. It never disappears though. It's never gonna get so small that it's gone, but it, so it won't, over time, your grief won't hit all the, it won't hit the box so much. It'll bounce on the box a little bit over time, but the more you get coping strategies, the more you get time, the more you get just moments to process everything, the ball gets smaller and it hits the box less often. The box is like the tension that comes along with grief. I just thought that was so beautiful. They didn't explain it exactly like that, mm-hmm. but that's the way I received it when they said mm-hmm. it. And so for as far as the strategies that I've used, journaling is a big one. Being able to just kind of say what it is. Being painfully honest about how I feel about losing a brother that was so young. You know, I think that it's really important to be honest and to be around people who allow you to still grieve, even if it's been years. This is year three for me. But many days I'll have moments where I'm like, this just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so in making space, one of my therapists, you know, in the past used to tell me, schedule you some grief, girl. Don't wait till it's at you bursting at the, the seams. Like go and schedule it, put it on the calendar, like, This is the time where I will sit and listen to voicemails because I want to hear his voice. This is the time where I will listen to certain songs that remind me of him. This is certain times where I will sit with my thoughts and emotions. This is a certain time where I will pray about this particular thing. Like I make space for that. And so I think that's helped me a lot. 
And then just honestly, all the self-care things, creating a routine for myself, like having my routine, but then also having a routine for those days where it's particularly rough because we try to put so much on our self-care routine. I got to do this, I got to do that, and I got this and that, that all that by the by the time like shoot, I want to do all this before 10 o'clock. Girl. <laughs> friend, you that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Mm-hmm. And some days you can barely meditate. Some days you can barely get out of bed. Some days you can barely do your skincare routine. So you need to do what works for you on that day and I have a I have worked on having a grief routine. So the days where I'm like, grief is like on my back. I'm like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. This, this, and this, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. And it's okay if nothing else gets done. Mm-hmm. So those are some things. And I'm, I'm sure I'll think some others as we go forward. But um, those things have really transformed the experience I've had with grief. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So it's some things that came up for me when you were talking, um, the analogy one. So one that, so girl, I grew up in DC. So tragedy is unfortunately my my thing. Um, But one of my best friends got murdered too in 2010. And when I spoke with his mother, um, we sit down often and we were talking and she gave me the analogy of mother may I. So she says, grief is like that may I take two steps forward mm-hmm. and then may I take three steps back like so she Ooh. that's the analogy right it's a word it's a word mm-hmm. I love her and so she you know she says some days you know I'm good because I'm like I can't imagine when we went to the service so they're Muslim so they had to do it it was a quick turnaround like literally you got to have them in the ground by three days so like I literally flew in from um Miami got word that he might have been murdered got confirmation at night got confirmation that the funeral was the next day so I couldn't even process and so then to see his mom and just how she just was consoling everybody she didn't cry no yeah and I'm like even when I seen her like when we sat down for lunch and I was just like you were just so strong but like how you know like how I asked you like how's your heart like how are you and she was just like that was the analogy analogy she gave me the mother may I some days I'm good some days I'm breaking down in the car some days I'm breaking down at work um and it just you know that's how I think about it because like you said I remember that just like yesterday and that's over 11 years ago now Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I'm like it it doesn't matter (laughs) like time 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 is nothing to grieve in many ways like yeah the freshness of it can return at any given moment you know you could be driving like I've been driving here some days he's not from here we're all from Arkansas Mm -hmm. and but it would be something here that makes that sparks a memory that creates a feeling that creates you know a trigger like we're now Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so I think even knowing your your triggers are really important Mm -hmm. and and also documenting like hey like oh so when I see the color blue I'm I always think about him because I was mm-hmm. his like his car was blue like things like that I think are really important to making sure that you process and care for yourself because some some things people can't do for you you know and as now we're adults and stuff like our parents and our other siblings or cousins and stuff are not right there anymore so we have to kind of figure out what we need so that we can ask for it from people 
Absolutely. And then our journey is our responsibility. And oh, that's something yes. that I didn't realize until, you know, I started getting help and understanding in that, yes, circumstances happen to you, but it's your responsibility on how you show up um, for yourself and how you're processing those those experiences. And one other thing that you said, how you weren't treated um, great when you returned to work. So I just recently had to take some time away from work for my mental health. So I have anxiety and depression. That's something I speak about on my podcast um, openly. And I was going through a severe depressive episode in May. Mm-hmm. I could barely function, but I was showing up for work. Like, doing my work making sure that was like the only thing honestly my work and I was kind of pushing through the business stuff but like really barely could cook I mean I was showering and stuff like that but barely could do all the things and um my boss she we had we have one-on-one meetings and she says um I told her like oh she needed me to come into the office full-time for like two weeks I was like I know I can't do it I mentally can't do it and you know I was like I'm going through depression right now and she was like oh I didn't know she was like but basically the people in the office were talking about me like oh she was like yeah we've noticed that you have been withdrawn and doesn't seem like you want to be here and this and that and I'm like well has my work declined and she said no exactly and in that moment it just I said, you know, these people really don't give a fuck about me. And, you know, I talked to my therapist and she was just like, you're my most self-aware client. So if you're saying you're you're fucked up, like, let's get you something. So that's why she provided a plan. And it was just so relieving to have somebody like, like, I feel like in my life to be like, I see you. Like, because I'm always the strong friend. I'm always the one who pushes through. I'm always the one who just pours, pours, pours. And I tell people, okay, I'm depressed, but because I'm not maybe laying in the bed all day or or it doesn't look like what they may think it should look like, they still push on, well, Marquita, can you do this? Marquita, Mm -hmm. can you do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Telling you, like, I'm depressed. Literally, like I'm verbalizing that I am going through a really rough time. So like, what would it take for you all to see that? Like, don't wait till it gets dire for you to step up and be who I need you to be do it now yeah absolutely so for her to just jump in and just write up the notes and all and do everything she needed to do it was just so relieving so I'm back I'm I'm healthier and better than ever but yeah I definitely resonate with not being treated well when it came to my job and that was the (laughs) that was the 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 breaking point for me when it came to teaching full-time because that was my dream that was my dream like to, to look at your dream look at your dream in the face and realize it's nothing like what everybody told you it was you know but to realize that teaching is not just one thing you can do it so many different ways and I'm and to release myself of the box I had been putting myself in was very beautiful mm-hmm. um so you know out of pain came like some beauty you know I hate that it had to go down like that and maybe it didn't have to happen that way it has to you know but that's the way it happened and that's what we gotta you know you deal with what you like you said earlier it's about how we choose to process and deal with the things that happen to us around us and in us 
and that's where the the real like alignment comes in like that's where alignment takes place when you really say you know what no matter what I'm gonna do my best to press forward absolutely and I've learned so far throughout my journey that we don't process unless we go through pain it Mm. has to be some type of pressure Mm. because like I can think it's a lot of great things like miracles happen to my in my life all the time like literally every single day but I can tell you the story of my pain more than I can tell you about all the miracles that happen Mm. Mm. and so that's just how we are just wired to we have to endure that pain to be able for it to stick so then we we're able to tell the story Mm-hmm. so unfortunately that's inevitable but if you know now you know right and so right. it's not like getting sucker punch like so it's like if you know a punch is coming you know how to kind of process it so for example yesterday I owe I owe some taxes they sent me a little notice they was threatening me IRS. <laughs> But anyway, I went to take care of my business, realized it was bigger than what I anticipated. And I was just like, you know what? This too shall pass. Like before I'll be like, oh my God, how am I going to come up with this money? How am I going to do the things? And then it's just like, now I'm like. That's growth. It's, 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 yes. Yes. I consider it's just an inconvenience. That's Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a simple inconvenience. And then just trusting the source. God will provide. always I'm not tripping so like and then literally I got a sticky note my just somebody in like a church group that I'm a part of she just sent me $20 on cash app and just was like just that's for your obedience and so it's just you know what I mean it's things like that where it's like all right you trusting me all right I'm just show you a little little signs and wonders for you get you some lunch sis like (laughs) I love that and so yeah we definitely have to process through um pain so I wanted to find out what are some common themes that you've noticed through helping people in your workshops oh that's a good question I've never been asked that. Okay. I'm good at this. Everybody keeps saying that. Oh, these so good questions. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what. That people think they... (laughs) So a common theme that I've seen across the board is that people have a different idea of self-care than what self-care actually is. (laughs) Okay. So what... Okay, so what do they think self-care is? A lot of people... And I won't even just say self-care. I'm going to say mindfulness. Like all of the wellness things. So the way that self-care has kind of been marketed has been like skincare, workout, like all the things. And those are important. But a lot of what I do is less about like skincare, moisturizing, all that, and more about the internal work. Because for me, when I refer to talking about self-care and wellness, a lot of the time what I'm leaning toward is your emotional health and what that looks like in your daily practice and creating routines that push us towards purpose, but not in a way that feels exhausting, but in a way that feels fulfilling, that yields yields us to feel more joy in our regular life, like day-to-day joy. I actually just talked to a friend and I was like, what could you do today that could or what could I, or how could I support you into getting some joy today? Because it's a tough period. And 
So I think a lot of people don't really realize that. And because self-care has been marketed that way, when it, when we start getting into the nitty gritty of, of your emotions and your triggers and all that stuff, then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh-uh. Now it's too hard. Now they don't want to do it. And it's not their fault. This is new. I always tell them you're reprogramming your brain. You're asking your brain to slow down. You're asking your brain to do something it's never done before. And so rewiring yourself takes time. And that's another thing. People think that it's going to be a quick process that, you know, once you get on track, you're going to stay on track. Ooh, I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who loves self-care to death, baby, I love it. Mindfulness, I'm a mindful girl. You're going to get off track. Just go ahead and accept it because you're not perfect and it's okay. As a matter of fact, it's good. It's good. You get off track, but guess what? You Even in you realizing that you got off track, that is mindfulness. Because you took a moment and you said, well, the, being able to recognize being out of alignment is you getting back in alignment. Like that's literally you trying to get yourself, that's your body recognizing. Because there's a time in your life where your body wouldn't have recognized that you were out of alignment. So that's, that's one thing. Um, people have misconceptions about meditation and what it is. <laughs> and I do a lot of, I lead meditations and I instruct people on how to lead meditations. And a lot of people think that you're supposed to have no thoughts. If you have no thoughts, we need to go to the doctor. <laughs> we need help. <laughs> like, that's not okay. You should have thoughts. Your job is to recognize them and decide what you want to do with them. That's, that's what meditation really allows you to do is to be present with yourself. And, and maybe you do hear some things around you. Okay. And there will be some meditations where you get to tune into the noises that you hear outside your window. Mm -hmm. There are always times for it. There's always a place, but you get to decide, is this the point where I want to focus on that? Or is the, like the fact that it's raining right now in DC, is that what I want to focus on right now? Or do I want to focus on what my good sis is saying on, on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You get to decide what you focus on and you also get to create a whole future for yourself right in your brain Absolutely. and that is cool to me like I think being able to visualize my whole life ahead of me when some days it feels like I can't even make it to the end of the day that's God right there like planning a vision in here for me to hey you got to keep going because there's more mm -hmm. so those are some things that I've seen and I it's I laugh a little bit because when they do realize it and the light comes on, it's like, it's like, man, music. what? It's I, music. <laughs> I love it. I, okay. See, that's a, we just hear. I don't even have to, I don't have to look at my questions because you just inspire me with what you, you say. So um, let's go back to meditation. Yes. Um, some people don't realize that when they are trying to sleep, and they can't go to sleep because all of their thoughts are racing. I call it forced meditation because this is the time where your brain is like, okay, I got you to slow your butt down. And, and so now I'm just going to attack you with everything. And so I tell people the importance of doing that before you have to power down. So it's kind of like your Apple phone. If you keep it on, keep it on, keep it on. One day it's just going to power down because it just needs to power down our laptops our computers so we have to think about ourselves in that matter we have to kind of power down slow down ruby re reboot update because some things just don't work anymore 
with the new process like and so then too um I explain meditation can be anything when I go for walks I'm in a, in a state of meditation um when I listen to music I'm in a state of meditation I love swimming I love water I'm in a state of meditation so it doesn't have it doesn't have to be something where you just sit down and you um and all the time so make it your own and that's the same thing with journaling too um but we'll jump in that in a bit but something else i wanted to talk about is you saying your thoughts create your reality um when it comes to journaling i never knew that i didn't realize it until i started doing my journey and i started scripting journaling and I start writing as if it was and um, just present tense my ideal day every day and I think around 2018 I, I always want to live on a beach it's like oh my god I'm gonna live on a beach this and that 2018 I was homeless oh, wow. I lived with my friend who lived on what the beach wow <laughs> Wow. So sometimes we we write and we can manifest, but we it doesn't come the way we think. Mm-hmm. But I was so conscious of, I'm more conscious of being present and understanding that, okay, yeah, this circumstance happened, but I end up getting my ideal day, but just not yeah. in the ideal way that I thought it was going to happen. It's so funny that you said that because my, that pack light workshop that I told you about, mm-hmm. I, um, with God, okay, manifested that um, in a retreat, on a retreat with, I don't know if you know Sheila Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went on a Curvy Curly Conscious retreat um, with her and the team. And we were in a meditation and I wrote out this very clear like picture of this future version of myself and where she was, what she was doing. And it would it involved me being living near water. And I spent eight months in LA before coming back to DC. It was during the pandemic and my sister lives there. So I actually went there for like eight months. And during that eight months is when I had my virtual pack light workshop with 40 black women. I love it. And I was like, okay, Kai, you playing with me because I didn't even, this was supposed to be in person in DC. It wasn't even supposed to be in LA. And then, like, I had white, I was supposed to have white on. I'm, like, thinking about all this stuff. That oh, was my God. My and, higher self is white, too. With a gold and belt why I have and this, long like, hair. This really cute blazer and this little white shirt on. And I'm, like, and my fro is out, which is what I envision. She ain't out today. <laughs> she covered. The crown is coverage, you know. Protect your, your crown. Girl. Um, it's raining. We, 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 we definitely got to be friends because we, we on the same. We protected okay. it in two ways. I'm going to be around children today and then also it's raining outside. So, But um, yeah, like that, that struck a chord with me because it definitely happened. I wrote it out. And it's crazy because since then, I've not had that deep of an experience. I'm always trying to work back to like getting there because that right there was like, But you have to understand when you're in those spaces, 
it's it's kind of like a curated environment exactly. because of who she is and the work she's done she's able to curate an environment so now you are you are an environment full of people like you mm-hmm. and so which that, heightens the experience well, the vibrations are like ridiculous exactly so but then, i did get to create that environment for more women so that that made me feel like okay Okay, I see what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get but, into it. But you just have to create that pocket for yourself. It may not be, it's not going to be that highest vibration. Right. You're you can't, I mean, and you don't want to copy it anyway. You want every experience to be fresh. Yeah, know? absolutely. So just not chasing that, but just creating your experience. So for me, like I was just saying water, I just came back from Puerto Rico and I just, I'm like, it's water. It's water for me. Like I literally had the beach here. I can hear the pool sound here. And I was just like, creating 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 and I'm just like I always knew I love water but just it was just like that really like refresh like aha I'm coming back to land and I'm about to be on fire because like all the things came to me because I'm near water and so it's just and just knowing and now and I said well how can I create that experience for myself here so now yeah. I have like a little waterfall sound that I play, you know, daily. I make sure I take more showers and more baths. Yeah. Um, they have this app called Swimply where you can kind of rent people's pools out. So I go rent out people's pools, kind of like an Airbnb for pools. Yeah. That's so, so cool. You know, I've just been doing more things in water because I know I feel higher when I do those things so just creating those experiences for yourself every day um and I always say create a happy list so then you can pick on the days that like your grief days yeah uh, my depressive days you can pick something from your happy list it's so crazy because I have this jar it's all the good things and I put like good things in there that happen like and I'll be I'll miss like a bunch of days and then I'll be like And I'll think of like five things and I'll hurry up and put them in there. So it's like, this is really cool. That's like my my version of like a gratitude jar. Mm-hmm. But more so the things that literally were like, this is so good. Because yeah. good things are always happening and we really don't pay attention to them because there are so many bad things, so many bad things happening around us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into our favorite thing, yeah. journaling. <laughs> So tell me, um, what made you get into journaling? And then what is one of the biggest breakthroughs you've seen through journaling? Oh, man. So I've always been a writer. Like, even when I was younger, down to me, like, writing my name on everything. Signing my name on stuff that didn't belong to me. Like, my sister will tell you. writing my name on the wall I was doing I was writing everywhere I could possibly write and then over time I started writing poetry because I just had so many feelings I'm a very feely girl like super emotional very sensitive um and so I would always be writing and words and all of that just seemed so powerful to me and I was also a talker so I was like journaling just felt like the natural next step for me um in many ways and the older I got the more I was able to actually verbalize on paper what I was thinking and feeling and when I was younger I was told that you know having a diary was not good because people shouldn't know your business and if you just like with a diary somebody could pick up your diary and just know all your business 
And so I was told that for a long time. So I actually was a little nervous about keeping a regular journal because it, to me, felt like I was doing exactly what I was told not to do as a young girl. But I, I honestly rebelled in a way against that. I wasn't very rebellious. So the fact that I did was a little in that way. But I rebelled a little bit against it because I always was writing something down about some experiences I had. And what I learned about, for me, the, a really big breakthrough is just like being able to truly see my journey and to see how far I've come. Because it's very difficult to see it from day to day. It's kind of like how you haven't, like, you see yourself every day. So you can't tell when you, that you got a little taller. You can't tell that your hair is growing. You can't tell that maybe you're gaining or losing weight. You just don't know because you see yourself every day. But somebody who doesn't see you every day can be like, oh, girl, your hair got longer. Or I see you getting thick. Or that tummy gone, girl. What? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're like, look at me. Like, I don't know what's going on. And in, in a lot of ways, journaling is does that for me. It gives me the person that was that is has not seen me in a while, right? Mm. So I go back to that page and I'm like, 2018, March 3rd, what was I doing? I was processing a breakup or I was, pro you know, and so all these things really just help me see the person that I'm forming into. And it helps me to recognize patterns that I have. <laughs> and it helps me to address them. Yes. Um, and it helps me to talk to my therapist about them. Because if I, I can see the patterns in my writing, even though she's only seeing me once a week, I can say, well, I have a page in my journal from this date. And then this week, I also wrote on this day and I looked at them and I compared them. And um, I think we need to talk about something. <laughs> so that's what journaling does for me. And that's that's how I got started. I was rebelling against the fact that people said diaries weren't good and that I was very sensitive and that was too much. So I started putting it on the pages. I think a lot of people have that fear that comes up a lot when I talk to people like they fear that someone's going to read it. So I tell them to write it and I tell them to burn it. If that's their fear. Right. If that's really what you're worried about, then I mean, and it's crazy as an adult, I don't worry about that now. Because the reality is if somebody decides to read this, read what I've written about me, you will know me a lot better than most people will. So yeah. have at it at this point. You know, people will probably find this when I'm long gone and read this stuff. And that's fine because I need you to see I was a real full human being. And I wasn't just here in this. I, I, I'm not just what I look like on the outside. There's so, yeah. so, so much more. And some of this stuff I can't say to anybody right now, but one day I will be able to. Yeah, that's what I was tell I tell people, you know, before I start going to therapy, I had to process some of those dark things in my journal before I was able to give it voice. Um, so you say you were a talker. I wasn't. I was very um I'm an empath, so I can feel things. And so I realized at a young age, like um some things made people uncomfortable mm. um when I questioned things and stuff like that it made people uncomfortable and so in that I didn't want to make people uncomfortable so I just became kind of like a mute and so I did a lot of stuff through my writing but then even that has come back to bite me even 20 years later me and my sister we are you know rebuilding our relationship and she mentioned oh I read your diary and you said you hated me and you this and that and I was like well, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I was a child and that's yeah. those were my feelings. 
And, and kids now, feel things so intensely because they don't know how to process. Developmentally, they're just like, if I don't like you, I hate you. Yeah. If I like you, I love you. Yeah. Like, it's all like... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to have that conversation with her 20 years later, I'm like, you know, I've done the work and stuff. So to me, it's just like... um. Well, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I love you. Yeah. Like, I would do anything for you. It wasn't like that. But, you know, it's just really hard to explain because when people haven't done the work, too, so it's kind of hard to explain the growth behind it and maybe the intentions. And all of my life, I've always had nothing but pure and great intentions. Um, so, yeah, it's just been a journey. <laughs> um, but writing has been my process and it's just been my safe place. It's just a place I get to be my full, authentic self. And I'm grateful now because I have tapped into that version of me that I attract people just like me. So now I get to play and be myself all the time. So it. it's such a beautiful experience. And I get to set boundaries on what doesn't make me feel great I feel like you said in my body and stuff like that um the other question was what's your biggest breakthrough through journaling um let's see what's been my biggest breakthrough I would say that um because when I like what I talked about earlier with the manifestation it started out of course as a meditation and then we wrote it down and it was in the writing I'm over here hitting my mic. <laughs> Getting excited. <laughs> wow. Um, it was in the writing that I had the breakthrough. And so I would say that I get to see a version of myself that I don't see right now. And I get to be as ridiculous as I want to be with that version of myself. And I'm not even talking about like what I want to have, like this huge house. And th 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 I mean, like this version of me doesn't get irritated by anything like you know what I mean just like stuff that is it is it possible for me to get not irritated ever no but to give myself the the what just take the parameters off of everything like be I want to be bi-coastal like I want to be able to and that's not as far-fetched as I thought it was why I have a sister on the west coast I live on the east coast did I, and I spent eight months over there and I was okay so you I'm did like, it. Technically, you, already, you did do it. Yeah. So now, okay, next step is like, oh, I want to have property. That makes sense. Let's be more specific. So it helps me to get really specific about what I want and what I dream for myself. But the other breakthrough is just like to see myself as I am. Mm -hmm. Like not to, because like everybody sees you a little differently than you actually are. And it's not to say that you don't let people in, but it's the, the reality is you sit with you every day. So you know what you like when you first wake up, you know what you like when you're in your apartment, you stub your toe, you know, all these things and everybody else doesn't hear it. So I, it helps, journaling has helped me to see myself very much so how I am and to say if I like it or not. And the things that I don't like and that are things that I can work on I do. And then the things that I that I see in my some I question why I don't like it because it may be a societal norm that causes me not to like certain things. Mm -hmm. And then also it's just like this is who you are. And it, and I take a step back sometimes. I'm like, look at you, girl. You are doing it. You're from mm -hmm. Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Don't nobody know where that is. And guess <laughs> where you are now? 
BC. And do I still rep my city to the day I die? Absolutely. <laughs> like and I rep mine. And will. Okay. Um, but I look back and I'm just like, this journaling is so cool because it create it lets me see myself in the future, right now, and in the past. We time traveling in our journal. Man, what? I love it. Um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? What would I say to her? Um, what would I tell? Um, keep being fearless. Because the 18-year-old version of myself was a lot less fearful. Um, I think college, seeing all these other people doing all these great things for a little while stifled my fire a little bit fire was still burning because I left my mark on Howard I did I let I let I leave my mark everywhere I go I know that about myself but my fire burned so brightly at 18 and I think over time little things took a hit in my self-confidence and I've never admit, admitted this on a platform before but that's I'm realizing I'm realizing now that's what it is like why do I hesitate about certain things that I never hesitated about before? Like I love to dance, been dancing since I was itty bitty. Like I could, if I was gonna walk, I was gonna dance. Like that was walking and dancing, period. And I feel like now I hesitate on it. And I'm like, girl, this is literally, you breathe dancing. What are you doing right now? But it's over years of just little things pricking at your self-confidence and not necessarily your self-confidence around dance, just in general. It doesn't even, it doesn't have to be anything specific. It could be the overall thought process around things. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would tell her continue to be fearless because it is in that, that you, you do things that you never thought you could do before. And I, and I often wonder what it would look like to be a fearless 27 year old, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I'm getting there. So you're 27 now? Yeah. Okay. So you were going through your Saturn return. So girl, just get ready. 30. Right. It's like I've been in my 30s. But right now you're in actually you're in the Saturn return where you are getting back into alignment where you were supposed to be. Mm. So between 26 and 28, you're gonna be so we, somebody's podcast was just talking about that. I cannot remember. It's um, I don't know if you know Skylar Townsend. Mm-mm. okay so she's like uh on black girl sketch that comedy show on mm-hmm. hbo the dot da- and she's the daughter of i can't remember his first name but he's another famous black actor and she they were talking about this yeah. this exact thing which is so yeah. crazy because my friend made me listen to it she's like you need to listen to this I yeah like, oh. because i i mean me being 33 and seeing like the the younger 27 late 20s mm-hmm. everything is so raw i need to be here i need to be there i need to be doing this mm-hmm. and i'm just like y'all have no idea your shit about to get stripped like yeah. you know, keep season. rocking it just keep rocking this is like every day i'm like hold on but it's like <laughs> the things that you think you want for yourself mm-hmm. right you know before or you're so impressionable, but it's between those ages and that's where the shift happened. That's why I moved to California at 26. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be you no know, attorney. I was going to have this practice, this and that. And I love law, but I, I went to entrepreneurship 
and self-care yeah. and personal development and oh, I went it's so good different things just by allowing so my advice to you would be allow yourself to be and allow is like one of my words too like one of my intention setting words that we because I took um, when I was preparing to to you know go even further with this the mindfulness and the workshops and all of that I started taking courses and I took some courses at um, Georgetown mm-hmm. around mindfulness based stress reduction and one of the big words that will always come up in our intention setting sessions would be allow allow yeah. and allow. people are like so what does that mean oh honey it's surrender because it's gonna happen anyway <laughs> yes I always I said um this in a small group that I have on my mirror it says dear Marquita surrender thanks God every day you plan God laughs literally uh, like so loud <laughs> like I think I can hear God laughing like so play loud. like my, the God I hear be playing me out like Ah, but then it, when I get things, it's so much bigger. Like, yeah, hey, you wanted to drive a used car, but I'm gonna take that and get you a brand new car. Right. You get to pick it. You get to pick right. the color. Like, what? With yeah. my credit? What? Me? Right. Right. Me? So it's different things like that. So I guess my final question is. What is some books and podcasts you can recommend to help people get started? Ooh, okay. These are good questions. Um, so books. I would recommend uh, Emotional Detox by Sheriana Bowl. She is phenomenal. And it talks about how you can detox your emotions. And the reason she wrote the book is because she was actually going through... Um, some indiscretions in her marriage and her husband cheated and she has to figure out her triggers. She had to figure out a bunch of stuff about herself that she really didn't know. And that book gives you the steps to revitalize and to um, create joy again in your life. Um, and not just after trauma or not just after traumatic events, but just like after life period. Um, so emotional detox, all about love by bell hooks because i think that it is a good foundation for how we love ourselves and how we love other people if you want to learn about love that book will teach it to you 10 times over um while we sleep because we need to sleep more and while we sleep actually breaks down a lot of the ways in which sleep increases our ability to care for ourselves and that's by matthew walker Yes. And then Vibrate Higher Daily by Layla Delia. That woman gets it. I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. I'm actually leading a um, Zoom mini workshop series with my Patreon group. So if anybody's interested in that, hit the link in my bio. But um, (laughs) we're talking through Vibrating Higher Daily and what it looks like to blossom into purpose in our lives and um, what that process is like and how we can vibrate higher in every space, even when it's low vibrational energy around us. And for podcasts, I love, love, love um, Hey Girl podcast by Alex L. Alex L is a godsend in self-care spaces. I had no idea she had a podcast. I have her books. And that latest book is After the Rain. Yes. 
I read that at the beginning of the year. Very beautiful. Very her, beautiful. The relationship with her and her mother, it, I resonated with that okay. so much. And I got so freed. I was like, ah. No, Alex is really, and she's in the DMV too. I know. Like, I just seen her with Tabitha. T- I, uh, I said, why are my two favorite people together right now? And I'm not there. I said the same thing in my city. I don't think I even knew that this was happening. But meanwhile, I couldn't have been there because I'm like, COVID, mm, <laughs> I love y'all from a distance. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are some books. And that's a podcast that I would recommend. This is all off the top of my head, too. So that's actually pretty good because like really memory, good. memory wise, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you did very well. See? I created a safe pocket for you to be a child. It just flowed out of me. I do that. That's you my gift. It really is my gift. Know you. Know you. Know you. Okay. <laughs> um, so this is your time to shine. Please give us all the details on all of you, what you're doing and where people yes. can reach you. Yes. Um, so you can find me everywhere <laughs> but um in most places i'm kicking it with key with no g so kicking it with key underscore um and so in my bio on my instagram you'll find my patreon my youtube um my twitter all the things um and on my instagram i give a lot of content just around self-care journaling setting intentions meditation anything that falls under the umbrella of mindfulness which is a lot of different things um and also i lead workshops with black women primarily and then also a lot of schools and nonprofits hire me to work with their children and to support them around self-care and so we do all the things and so if you're interested in any of that please join the my loving community you can also text the text messages they be hitting okay um so the number is 202-918-3255 and you can text hey you can text anything to me and i will get it and then you'll be added to the text community and then you'll start getting messages that just remind you to keep going that you have support and to affirm yourself throughout the day I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining this. I feel so at peace even more. Me too. I'm like, I'm I can go out to this day and just yes. continue. Yes. It's just, just, you know, when we vibrate high together, that's what happens. Yeah. So I'm going to close out the podcast, guys. Remember to always trust your gut. Don't overthink it and do it fucking scared. Until next time. Bye, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends, rate and review on iTunes, and follow me on social media at Marquita in Your Business and at I am Marquita G. See you guys soon. Bye. See you guys. Bye.